Yeah, they call yeah. me Mad Maxine. I've been all over. Like, I was just the other day looking at a map of the Western U.S. and I was like trying to find a road that I have not been on. Really? <laughs> really. So, okay. Uh, there's a lot of... And they call us Miracle and Ryan, and we call this So You Owned a VW Bus. We were heading north out of California when we met Greta Montang. Wait a second. I thought that they called her Mad Maxine. That's just what they call her. Kind of like how people call me Mr. Awesome. Nobody calls you that. (sighs) Anyway, Greta's bus is really something else. It's a 1986 uh, Synchro that my grandfather bought new in 86 and um, passed it on to my folks four years later and... Then they passed it on to me about 10 years later, and then they took it back for a little bit, and then I had it. And so it's been in our family its whole life, and um, just a lot of good memories going camping um, with them uh, with it, and cool trips around the Yellowstone ecosystem. And I took it to the 1990 Rainbow Gathering out in Minnesota. <laughs> that was its first really big long tr- road trip, but. Um, yeah, it's got like 250,000 miles on it now, and um, just trying to keep it going, keeping good care of it. <laughs> the bus, then, is a family heirloom, and like anything that stays in the family, each generation has a story to tell. And Greta's got her mom's story to tell. Yeah, my mom uh, found uh, he was supposed to be the best guy to do the body work, you know, because it was getting seam rust, and, you know, it needed to be done to preserve it. Um, a new paint job and uh, turns out this artist guy he was pretty thorough with um, you know sanding down and getting all the rust out but um, (laughs) he'd had it for a really long time and um, at some point I felt like my mom was giving him way too much cash because he'd call her up and he'd be like I need more cash and she would just bring him some cash I'm like who what is going on here and uh went to his warehouse and there's like all these tires and I saw all these plastic baggies like in the tires I'm like these guys are dealing coke or something like we got to get this van out of here he's got our synchro all in pieces and you know the windows were out and everything I was like oh my god let's just hope that all the parts come with it and she called a tow truck, you know, flatbedded it on out of there to somebody who was more reliable and trustworthy and actually got the job done in like a week. <laughs> Each generation, of course, has their share of maintenance. And Greta is no exception. I've definitely uh, dumped some coinage into it over the past, you know, like three years ago. Um, I put a new motor in it. Um, I put a 1.8 T in it. Um, but you know, I haven't, I'm trying to think of it. I haven't done any significant remodeling to the interior necessarily. I've just been sort of adding little bells and whistles here and there, especially as like all these new 3d printers, you know, come up with all these like parts, but it's held up really well. I mean, it's just such excellent engineering. (laughs) If you take good care of these rigs, they'll really last forever. Okay, but I wanted to know how three generations come to own and then pass on this particular synchro. Turns out, for Greta's grandfather, the synchro was the perfect work vehicle. Uh, We've had Volkswagens our whole life. You know, I grew up in a 68 Bug and graduated to a square back, and they had a um, 68 camper van. And um, he was just really into fine engineering of cars and um, had been in the 10th mountain ski troops and pushed, he was part of the people that, um, the 
um, he was part of the pushing the Nazis back over the mountains above Milan. And so he was in charge of the motor pool and he just like really learned how to take care of cars then. <laughs> um, so he would, they would be parking the Jeeps and stuff in the mountains for the ski troops to come back to and get transported to other places. And anyway, that led to a career of um, snow science. He was a geologist. And so he became one of the world's top experts in avalanches. And so a lot of his meetings were in places like Banff and he needed the four wheel drive capability. So when the Synchro first came out, he was very taken by it, or maybe he went to the dealership and the dealership convinced him that he needed this new van that was coming out. So I think it was one of the first ones or on order that arrived to the States. I mean, they only made, I think only like 1,400 Synchros were imported to the States. I mean, a lot more have come into the States from Canada, but a four-wheel drive version is pretty rare. They only made 42,500 of them. And, um... So, yeah, he had a really steep driveway going to his house and icy, and so he needed that four-wheel drive capability. And we're all skiers. Both sides of my family were big cross-country Nordic downhill skiers. So being able to drive through the snow is a pretty important... It's so fun to drive in the snow. I was out in Montana this winter driving it around. I just, like, miss driving in the snow a lot. It's super fun. Um, he was really into protocol. Like he always wanted to make sure that we'd like read the manual and like he left uh, like a whole file folder with like directions, you know, for how to do this, how to put it away for the winter, how to like, he was very much into the procedure. Um, and I don't know if that's from his military background or, you know, he was a geology professor, so he was a teacher. So he's just like really into passing information. He was a heavily, highly revered um, teacher and he led field trips all through the greater Yellowstone ecosystem teaching people about geology so I think he just really like genuinely enjoyed teaching <laughs> helping people learn so and he was really into tool maintenance too he was a fine woodworker and so he was just really into like keeping his shop clean and keeping everything well maintained and he probably got that from his time in the 10th Mountain Division ski troops as being the head of the motor pool it's like you know keep keep good care of these cars because it's going to be hard to get new ones while you're in the mountains. <laughs> I think her grandfather would be proud. Greta has not only inherited her grandfather's synchro and maintained it really well, but she also inherited his sense of adventure. Oh, some logging roads in Idaho. <laughs> some backcountry logging roads. Those are pretty gnarly. Um, I remember a time trying to outrun a crazy lightning storm near Great Falls. That was just on the flats, but that, um, you know, east side of the Rocky Mountain front can be pretty scary in July when these big gnarly storms are coming at you with like lightning in all directions and you're like trying to make your van go faster than 50 in a crazy headwind so that you can take shelter under a bridge abutment or something. <laughs> And a lot of my favorite spots have been discovered by the Sprinter crowd, too. There's just so many more people out there, you know, living the van life. You just hardly ever see anybody else camping like I do on the road. Just boond I Like, I've only paid for a place to camp maybe a handful of times my whole life. Like, that's just totally against my philosophy to, like, stay in a campground. But I'm getting older, so I was telling you that I stopped at a campground in Oregon, on the Oregon coast, and um, I actually poached it, though. I did. 
I rolled in and plugged in for the night and left super early, but I was it was like in the 20s and I was just so cold. I just had been driving for days and knew that I needed the little bit of heat with my little portable Stanley heater. <laughs> we asked Greta if she had any other parting advice for a couple of road warriors. Yeah, that's the main thing I've learned is just like keep it super light. Like don't overload these rigs. They're perfect as they are. Like, you know, they were really weren't designed to carry hundreds of pounds. Like keep it within reason. <laughs> that's how you save your transmission. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to our sponsors, the Yamachowski Foundation and Go Westy for making this journey possible. Until we meet again. <laughs>